So my thing is, as black people, how are we going to get in a room together, stop fighting over who's master, decide what our agenda is, and how to leverage it? I don't care who agrees with Cap or JD or Jay-Z. I care that black people as a whole showed up to work that day. What if nobody would have showed up to work? What if everybody said, you know what, fuck it, my nigga. What if everybody on the same day would have done that? If everybody, would, every policeman, every beer salesman, every car parker, every NFL analyst would have not showed up. Until we ready to do that, we're not serious about being free. That's real. You just here to see a show and argue over who got the best master. Until we decide what is the real breaking point. If blacks are 15% of this nation, we should be 15% of Wall Street. We should be 15% of music execs, 15% yeah. of Hollywood execs, 15% of governors, 15% of mayors. And until you hit that 15%, you're failing, 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 fucking failing. No matter who your master is. So pick a better master. I say kill your masters and get your own shit. I had one more just thought. This was just a random as hell thought, but it was uh, just how like the these young ladies are treating these young men. Like these young men are like going through it. Oh shit! Just just because they're able to like like you know the years where shit was flipped the other way, mm -hmm. and that's their parents. You know what I'm saying? So they they were able to like literally be in that mode. <laughs> that's a good thought. And, that's actually and, a great thought they, actually. And band together, bro. Like now, that that, that shit is switched up, and like now, them niggas don't know what they about to be doing. They just gotta kind of take it. <laughs> that shit's impressive, bro. It's impressive as hell to watch. Like, like, like all of a sudden, these young ladies come with this, uh, with the with the young male uh, mindset from back in the day. Oh, this a rap. Okay, They're, okay, that's perfect. That's why we got, we gotta get in the show now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Brave podcast from another remote episode. I am Monty Draper alongside my dog. I LG, what's up, man? What's happening, man? Um, yeah, we're back. I'm remote. I'm still up in Portland. L just got back off a little mini staycay, and you know, we found a little, little, little road trip and excursion. You know, get the just get out, just get out of here. Go on, go unplug for a little bit. That's it. That's it. I'm making I'm making light of that, but I will say, uh, like me being remote and like completely like off the grid made for an interesting conversation because it was like I kind of missed a bunch of shit. I was I left on a Thursday, we recorded on a Sunday, so anything that may have happened in between then just wasn't on our radar, and so we just talked. We just talked, <laughs> and it right, right. and those episodes always do. Like they're intrigued. They're intri I mean, I'm always intrigued by how people engage with those versus like us making an, an effort to cover pop culture shit. It's like every like there's a million podcasts doing that. There's a million shows right. doing that, and it's like ah, uh, we can get away from it. But but then there are the topics that we can't avoid. Right. Um, yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up with you? Because we we talked off air, but for for our on air listeners, I I, I got to attempt to get something out of you. So what what's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely man. I, um, nah, just just took the weekend to unplug. You know, what I'm saying I um, had a fucking crazy ass deadline that they just kind of threw on me. 
um, like last week, like literally on Wednesday, I said, this shit needs to be done by Wednesday. And (laughs) (laughs) they gave it to you on Wednesday and said, hey, complete this by today. It's like, wait. Nah, like we got got this big ass thing going on next Wednesday. Uh We just heard about it. So therefore, we're just going to put it on your plate and see what you do with it. And like it was like literally like a Mission Impossible type of thing, and it was just like fuck it. So I just I just worked a, a, around the clock to get it established, and it was solid. But by the time that day came, like at the end of that one, I just like I just completely fucking I don't know, bro. My mind, my mind, body, everything was just done for. So I had to regroup. So that's why I really really took this weekend to do was to dip out, get away. Uh, regroup and then come back to that's not that's not talked about enough the the impossible expectations um by ceos and and board members and and they i don't i don't know it's 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 an interesting sort of space because they like the amount of work that goes into it that uh undercover boss show is like the perfect example of that shit it's like the CEO by a certain point is just so completely not tapped in on what the fuck is going on in their company. Oh, completely. The the day to day, some of the budget cuts and all the shit that's going on is like they're removed from it. They have no way to know, and there's supposed to be a board that governs and keeps that shit in check. And they ain't really tripping off that shit. Everybody's like in like job protection mode, you know, like don't ruffle, don't ruffle any feathers, don't cause any, don't cause any sort of static. And the people that sort of make the the company go that kind of sort of keep the doors open are asked to do these impossible fucking tasks and um like like doing the show with you spending a a ridiculous amount of time with my sister um and somebody uh kate was working for a a a really big company and two and then and 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 you guys are sort of in these roles that um are specific to you because only people of your temperament and like work work ethic and focus could accomplish it. But it's still a really big feat because you like if they were to remove you from that position, they would literally probably have to replace you with minimum of three people, but it's probably realistically closer to like five. And that, I don't that shit's impressive to me. Like I, when you when you break it down like that, it's like yo, uh, when when Kate left her job, they literally had to replace her with three people. Right. I was just like, I was like, wait, what? Like, it, and and then you know, and, and then and then there's part of me that that needs it to make sense and come full circle. And like, so yo, does that does that give you like any closure on like how 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 you event how you uh, uh eventually arrived and felt about you know that endeavor at that job? It's like yo, I'm doing the job of three people. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and to have it to have it replaced to be to then. To then leave and then them have to fill your shoes with three other people. That shit's like that's some gratification on the back end for sure. Like a motherfucker, it's like yo, I'm 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 pretty dope out here. Like I kind of know what I'm doing. No, nah, that's de- that's definitely the mentality. And I think what you do or what you can't, what you need to get not be caught up in is just like taking any of that shit personally. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like when it, when it comes to business, bro, ain't none of that shit personal. And that's yeah. what I like be preaching like to my staff. It's just like literally, bro, like. For a, for a certain amount of time right now, it's not going to be as chill as I like to make the environment for you guys. So yeah. therefore, um, I need don't take anything that I'm about to be doing or how I'm about to be coming across personally. You know what I'm saying? And I like try to like hopefully take allow other people to take that with them and hopefully move on with it. But for me, bro, it's more so 
my shit is just being geared for what a nigga about to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. all that shit, all that shit is always in my mind. Like yeah, exactly. I, I, what I like to do is literally see like how that should be working. Like how how the motherfuckers that think about everything and just in just numbers. Mm -hmm like what they you know like how they how they move or just what they be doing like yeah. that's really that's really what it comes down to because the day-to-day -day you can lose your fucking mind being caught up in day-to-day -day stuff Absolutely. like they, they just it's never ending you know what i'm saying yeah. that's that that's, that, that shit is it's, a, it's all impossible tasks it's not meant for you to be it's not meant to be completed all that right now but that's the that's what the mentality is and people get caught up in that day-to-day -day shit that's Damn. not me no nah, man i uh the, this whole this trip like being back up north um like right out of college i lived in portland for for a year so it's like it's like family ties here and then and then we went up to spokane and we went went through there so it was like bringing up memories coming to visit you at school and so it's just been a space of like observe observation more than anything and like and just re just really just looking at everything in these crazy lenses and like having conversations about success with people who are have who are experiencing extreme success in all kind of different um you know different fields at this point and then people who aren't experiencing as much success and like trying to sort of do the math on what the what the difference is between the two mindsets or the two per the two different types of personalities and what i've sort of arrived at is like this 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 um this grasp that trauma um and our past can hold and okay. and and um and and you said it and you said it best and and then and then past a particular point how we process certain things and taking shit personally mm. and um what i'm what i'm realizing is that a lot of the people that i'm coming in contact with that that are experiencing success are are little least likely to take shit personal and also do a really, really good job of like compartmentalizing and, and processing and moving on and not being prisoners of their past, therefore not um perpetuating and and sort of holding up this state of trauma on a pedestal in their life. And it sound it, it, it can it can sound really dismissive and um really dismissive and really uh unempathetic to, to, to people's experiences and what they went through, but it is something to be looked at. I think, um, where it's just like, Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm making a decision not to let my past dictate anything moving forward that could, that could hinder me. Like I've, obviously there's, there's processing and there's uh, a application and learning from past mistakes and all that shit. Like that's a different part of, uh, having your, letting your, bringing your past with you. But, the trauma and shit that can sort of that can sort of paralyze you with fear and not allow you to make certain decisions, um, embark on certain endeavors, experience certain journeys. Like the people that I'm meeting that are kind of getting shit done are like, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm out here doing it. <laughs> and it's like, well, wait, you this happened to you? It's like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, but I, yeah, it happened, but I, I I made a choice not to bring that with me, and I don't know how to have that discussion just yet without sounding extremely, um, you know, um, what's the word, G? Without, without, without just shitting on what people went through. You well, know? you already said it. It's just being, it's just being unempathetic of, like, the, of the situation. But to, like, to keep it all the way a buck, unfortunately, that's literally the world that we live in. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to trauma, the world doesn't know how to, how to really get a grasp 
or know what to do when trauma happens. Yeah. So therefore, it, it literally just don't know what to deal, what to do uh, with somebody that has experienced trauma. So they kind of just, you know, put it underneath a rug somewhere. Hmm. And that's that's really how they deal with people's like people's feelings and people's emotions. Unless you didn't went through some type of trauma, then they put you into a group. Yeah. Therefore, y'all can y'all can talk with each other, but y'all still on an island somewhere. Exactly. The, the, the normal, the rest of the rest of the public, bro. They when when trauma happens, they don't know what to do with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's and that's not how that's not how this thing moves, unfortunately. But uh, truth be told, like it is, it is, it is, is unempathetic. You know what I'm saying? But it is, it's 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 the truth. It's, yeah. it's, it's really the truth. So, um, what I can say uh, with dealing with that shit is literally figure out what's best for you, what works for you. Don't be afraid to to find out what works for you, and go and go full throttle for it. Because I think what happens is that people feel that they shouldn't push their trauma onto others. Yeah. So before they tend to go off, they end, they end up being in a shell, uh, or being just a shell of themselves without having without you know because they because they don't, don't want to bring other people into it. Like they feel like they're you know they're they're casting a burden. Or people, other people might make them feel like they're casting a burden, so therefore they they kind of shell up on that on that, make a little hardcore shell. Yeah. Which I'm even, which I'm even a fucking uh, like I, I've even done. You know what I mean? Like I talk a lot about uh, the like building the, the basically the building the house analogy, like the brick by brick, and you build the foundation and stuff like that. And for my personal experiences, I created an entire room that's like upstairs in that house that literally is locked. Damn. Uh, and like every single day, I I walk past that room and that motherfucker is back wide open. And what I don't go back, I don't go in that motherfucker. I go I go right back to it, close that door, lock that motherfucker again. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So like Damn. I got I still got I still got to figure out a way to actually deal with what I put into that room. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But in the meantime, I'm still working. I'm still doing foundational work. Yeah. I'm still doing, working on like the, the the downstairs area. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> it's literally shit room, that I'm still room like- by, Room by room. Just, yeah, still just moving. You know what I'm saying? But just that motherfucker's still up there, bro. And every single day, that motherfucker be right back open. So Man. I'm still working on that motherfucker. You know what I mean? I think that, that but there's there's so much power in, in, in just that sentiment alone and going, yo, I'm still working. You know, um, there's there there there's there's a select portion of, of people that are like, hey, I know I got shit to deal with, but I don't want to deal with it. So therefore, it just like is like there's this negligence. Um, and then there are the people that are oblivious to, to having anything like they just they literally have suppressed it so much they can't uncover it. Right. right, um, right. And then there are those that are just choosing to go head up with those demons, but are just like are doing it in such a. um in such an a uh, a uh, uh, a way that defies like the tactics of war and shit, right? Where it's just like that ain't probably ain't how you should approach that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it, I don't know, and it just cre- it create it creates really really unique experiences and engagement with people when you see how people are are choosing to deal. And and bro, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you this this last week and some change has been so fucking bugged out, G, because it's like. It's everybody from college, right? And yeah, and college was such a such a mind fuck, especially now. Like rehashing a lot of those conversations and those relationships with people that were really, really uh, pivotal in my 
next phase and becoming a man. Like that's what kind of where you go away and kind of figure out shit on your own and you experience these different hardships that you didn't even know you could you you were susceptible to. So your threshold is is um your threshold for for adversity and pain is like enhancing or 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 maybe depreciating depending on on who you are. But right. um. I got to I, I and we're jumping all over the place and didn't even get to finish introducing the show and we'll get to it. But I, I I'm up here. I'm celebrating Kellen and Izzy. Their wedding was beautiful. Uh, right. 100, 175 people uh, dodging the rain because it's Portland. You know what I'm saying? And food was amazing. There, there. Uh, Kel's from Alaska, so of course, in traditional Alaska native fashion, they had to have salmon flown in all this shit. i'm just like yo this is some baller shit right and, um we weren't allowed to have alcohol of course they figured out a way around that and your boy was in full tequila money mode at the wedding okay okay <laughs> shit 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 could have gotten crazy um but it didn't and i was just like i just i was taken aback by you know the the our particular college experience because of uh you know I, I we I probably said it a million times on the show, but Ashland in particular, Ashland, Oregon, and in, in Jackson County and that valley in particular is such a fucking. It's a, it. I I I wish everybody could go experience. So y'all know I'm not just making this shit up. That's a different place, fam. It just is. Right. Um, and so the idea that all these black and brown kids like figured it out, figured it out, and made a way, and and made it the fuck up out of there was kind of cool. Um, but like family from Hawaii and all these different places flown in and we just like reminiscing on shit and like where everybody is at now, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't know, man, that shit was, just, it's just crazy to see how sim- similar, similar exposure, similar access, but the nuances of family dynamics and what you had in place before you got there and all the different shit kind of dictated what was going to happen to you. These, these last, these last 10 years removed from school, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was dope, but, um, yeah, I wanted to send a shout out to them. And before we get any more, any further, uh, some show announcements. Um, uh, October shit second this Wednesday, I'm gonna be supporting my brother Big Hungry. He, he's dropping a new a new project. Um, we'll be live at Legionnaire Saloon in Oakland. Uh, that's Wednesday. I'm gonna be with my nigga Soundtrack. Uh, pull up on me. Um, what time is that? That is. 8 to 11, it's a free event that's this Wednesday at Legionnaire in Oakland. Pull up on it. Shout out to my boy Hungry. Um, Richmond's Finest. Uh, I don't know, uh, like, I just, especially the cast has been doing it early, like, on the rapid shit. Hung- Hungry and, and, like, Neo and that their whole, their whole Hitman squad were, like, hella influential for me because it was, like, you know, we know we know Tone from Hoop, but, and Tone, Tone like, Tone was nice, but once he started rapping, it was like, oh, nigga, that's what you were sitting here to do. Like, right. you, this is what you were literally born to do. And and then he was like, hella. Like, yeah. yeah, Neo, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, he was so influenced by Wayne. And so as Wayne's building Young Money, Tone was like hella early on the wave of building a squad of niggas that could just like rap their asses off. And him, uh, Gator and Hungry was like, I, I, I didn't know that niggas from where we were from could do that shit because we would listen to the squad mixtapes and just marvel at how, what it what was it, Wayne, Currency, 
uh, gutter, like, like what the fuck they were doing was just like, yo, this is kind of nuts, right? And then here come these 15, 16, 17-year-old cats from Richmond doing the same shit. Gee, I got that first mixtape, and I was like, yo, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and then they start telling me who it was. It's like, no way, I know them. I've known them my whole life. And then especially Hungry, because he, you know, he was just like, he's always been eccentric. Like, since we were young, he would just be on different shit, like in the skateboard and then in the, in the weird... Uh, alternative fashion shit like since we were like young young and it's 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 guided him into this particular space as a creative and so it's like reconnecting him was like one of the coolest things because i've been a fan from afar um he's he's written and produced films um released a whole bunch of alternative projects um is in the skateboard and is a, is a figure in the skateboard world internationally so like going to support him this wednesday is a really big deal he asked me to come uh, do a set at his release party. I'm honored to do it. So if you're around this Wednesday, anybody in the area, come pull up on us. We're at Legionnaire. And then an even bigger honor, my favorite band in the Bay, Secret Sidewalk, asked me to support them on their release. That's October 18th uh, for their album album Primal Dap. We'll be, at, uh, we'll be in Oakland at the... What is that place called? We'll be at Pro Arts Gallery in Commons uh, in Oakland. That's Friday, October 18th uh, with, with Secret Sidewalk, another phenomenal band that just released their project, Primal Dap. Um, it's available on Bandcamp, but they got vinyl. So tap in with them. Secret Sidewalk descriptions will be, uh, links will be in the description. You can just follow them. So I just wanted to share all that update stuff and we get all that shit out the way. And get back to the shit. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, man, Portland's still fucking trip, G. Uh, <laughs> to the point where I might have to retire to Fanny Pack now. Shit's getting crazy. Well, <laughs> what's up, man? What happened, what happened to the- <laughs> I don't know where to start. I, I don't saw know. that exactly. I was like, G, what's, what's going on? I don't know where to fucking start. So, so we the, the, after the wedding, the wedding, the, the reception ends at like ten. Everybody's faded. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm faded, but I'm nice. I'm good. I'm good. And yeah. like, yo, let's hit downtown. Like, bet. And and my my one of my dearest friends, I call her my sister Akko, is here from. Uh, she's originally from Hawaii, but I think she lives in like Alaska or some shit now, or whatever. And she's here. She's Tongan, mind you, and her whole family is here. And anybody know anything about Tongans and Samoans? Like the biggest niggas on the planet. And Most so definitely. her. <laughs> so she's like, yo, downtown downtown Portland. My 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 cousin or her aunt is the bartender so we can just get faded there and just chill and then we can figure it out from there. I'm like, bet. She she neglects to mention that, uh, I don't know if it's a gay bar, but it's definitely celeb- in celebration of of the gays that uh, night, for, for I, sure. I think it was fashionably right for the, for the occasion. Gee. I, but but then but then this is how this is how I work. I'm like, bet, we still Lydia's family here. We gonna figure it out. I ain't tripping. And, right. Hey, hey, gay gay niggas might be the funniest niggas on the planet because the there's there's like we got a we got a group of straight women with us and they're like they're not annoyed that we're there they're annoyed that the straight women are there like <laughs> 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 gay niggas are hilarious but then oh gee no no it gets crazier so then the uh, the bouncer who just happens to be a woman is like yo gotta pat you down and. 
open your fanny pack. But she says it like that, and the whole <laughs> the whole line starts cracking up. It's like, yo, you just go, you just go. You didn't have to say it loud. You could have whispered that to me. You didn't have right. to say that. So I'm like, bet, <laughs> I'm not yeah. Checking that fanny pack. Yeah, like go ahead, check the fanny pack. Bet she like, all right, you good. Gee, I'm not in there three minutes. I I swear to God, in my mind. Gay cuz had on skates, but he didn't, cause it was just like where he, <laughs> where he came from, and how he slid on me. He he just came up too fast. I wasn't in there long enough for him to scope that scene and like find me, right? Right. So he like he spit he 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 pull up, and I don't see him, and he's like, hey, I don't mean mean to be presumptuous, big fella, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> gee, I can't make this shit up, bro. I swear that's how he started the conversation. I don't mean to be presumptuous, big fella, but, bro, uh, I, am, but I am here. I am here for even using that word. Bro. I, I don't. Thought he, I thought he was about to win. I don't mean to be presumptuous, big fella, but I seen the fanny pack. You got me. <laughs> G, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I promise you, it gets worse, yo. Hold on. Oh way. So the, the it was how he slid on me, and it was him starting the conversation with. I don't mean to be presumptuous, big fella, but I seen the be- fanny pack. You got any yeah. work? You got any work in there? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I don't know if I'm offended that you saw the fanny pack first or that you thought that I was in here selling dope. But either way, I respect you for how you how you slid and just had to ask. Most definitely. G. G. He dapped me up and was like, "All right, man, you have a good night." And then just spun off, and I was like. And I look back, and the whole table is in tears. And, Bro, but they they couldn't down. hear they couldn't hear the conversation. They just saw the interaction because I the, right. I, it was just how he put like he he had to have had on skates, or somebody carried that nigga over there because he just glid <laughs> and was in up here. <laughs> Bro, you ain't gonna say somebody carried them to you, bro. They met, they, hey, the way they was in there while it, it, I swear, I swear, niggas was in there with, uh, with Macho Man Randy Savage uh, glasses on and Hulk Hogan tights. I swear to God. Mm. I swear to God. Okay, oh. so it's, it's plausible that <laughs> It's definitely plausible somebody carried him over there. I promise bro. you. Man, that, when that, I, t- when that I tell is you, great. That is great. That, that's the only way to slide up on it. Oh, show. man. It was, that shit was hilarious. And it, it just reminded me, like, Yep, back in Portland. This is this is you can because you can justify going to have fucking open bar at the gay club because your family working there and then just be and just kick it and have tons of laughs and be with family. That shit was that shit was amazing, man. It was a a great night. I'm glad I got to see everybody. I got to see a bunch of old teammates I haven't seen in years. Uh, Austin, my one of my assistant coaches, that was like my dog. Like it was it was it was a good ass night. G like it like. Amazing, man. Um, Cause how many you've been? You've been to a few weddings since leaving GU. At least one. Yeah, no, I had I had my wedding my wedding run in one year. So literally, <laughs> literally, Bird Bird and uh, Tim had their weddings in one year. Uh-huh. That's, the, that's the two that I've been to. And that that was a way that was a way to send it off though. Like yeah. they have they have very impressive, well thought out, a lot of love inside of like the wedding you yeah, know yeah, yeah. like they, they put they pulled it together nicely i saw how worked up they were leading up to it but when the actual day came around bro that shit was it was nuts how how everything played out so well and came it comes it just comes together and then and then that's the other thing too we start to i just in just in just because i'm a, a like a like a fucking nerd about production 
it's a production, right? So I'm looking at, I'm looking at everything that's going into it. And you, you naturally go, well, if, if I were to do it, this is how I would do it. And one thing I, one thing I, I can definitively say right now, no kids invited. I'm sorry. I, I, and, and I'm, I'm ultimate uncle money, but yeah, no kids. <laughs> no kids. No. no kid. I love. I love kids. But no, no, no kids in the champagne room. No kids in the champagne room. Because, and it's not even. It's not even about the kids so much. It's about how the, because it's such a high stress situation. It's about how the parents are reacting to the kids. So you're asking six year olds to 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 focus for ten minutes. Is like w- listen to what you're saying, adult. Like you sound nuts right now. So the pair, it's the parents and their energy and how they're reacting, and then that like I none I didn't see none of that here. But then I was having a conversation with somebody back home, and the conversational fucking whoopings came up, and I was like, wait, people still out here whooping kids? <laughs> like I was you like, still, you can still get that off? I was like, wait a minute, like whoa, 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 we not still whooping kids, are we? Like we know enough now that we are not still spanking kids. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised to find not pleasantly, I was I was appalled to find out that that's still a thing. So folks so folks still getting their energy out through the whip. Man, but it's it's but no, get this shit. It's all the motherfuckers that didn't get a whooping that's out here whooping kids still. The nick the niggas wow. the, the niggas that got a whoop well at least some of the ones that I know ain't I'm whooping no kids. I'm not. Like and and then because me and my mom we laugh about it now. My mom is just like she she cringes when we bring it up because she she I mean we've learned enough and she's just like I can't believe I did that. Um, and like ah oh, mom we turned out fine it's all good. Um, and I you know and I I, I wouldn't change it you know I, I wish we would have had you know we would have had the information and we didn't and shit was what it was so bet. But come on fam to, to still be doing that is nuts. I'm sorry, and 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 if anybody listens to the show, spanks their kids. I'm so sorry that I'm shitting on you right now, but stop it, <laughs> stop, please stop it. Um, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't cut out about fifty percent. I know right we now. we got we still, still get it in. We thought we thought that we thought the uh, LGBTQ wasn't fucking with us. Ima- imagine how the parents that still whooping their kids is going is going not fuck with us no more. We talk hey, talking man, shit. They, they gonna say, bro. They gonna tell you about how much you need to have a child first and blah blah blah. Have a, have a child first before you ever 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 say something about me raising my kids. I'm I'm sorry. It's just it. We know enough now that you whether it be stressed from from your from your financial situation to your relationship that your your little bit of patience for oh, your nigga, kid that's, that, that's an entire cocktail bro like that man it's, it's not just one of them it's all of those put together put, in a world and then all of a sudden you like you didn't know adulthood was gonna be this wild <laughs> and maybe you should have listened to your parents <laughs> and all this shit come together and one at once and then this you it know that that child say one thing that's out of line and you just lose it. You know what I'm saying? Like, say say something or does or something do, that's or does something that's that's childlike. That's you know well I mean? in like, well in the realm of being a fucking seven year old and in the parents. Because the, because the co- the coldest thing about adults is just when they be like, I told you about that already. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like it don't take multiple times to tell a child something. Like it don't take multiple times to tell an adult something. You still got G. You still got to tell me shit seven times before it like registers. So I I I. Couldn't be mad at a kid for not getting it the first time. I'm sorry. 
Oh yeah, I mean, you gotta think about just just how defined you are in your learning process. Man. Man. Like, nigga, as you like, you you start you start off, nigga, ignorant, subtle, and then you you slowly but surely start to become, you know, start to learn a little bit more about it, and then you're less ignorant about it. Yeah. But you still got a little set of ignorance in it, yeah. bro. Like, you still have a blind spot. Yeah. All, I, all, I a bunch of children, but hey, who knows? All jokes Work-wise. aside, it was it was it was really from a place of just like. Again, we're talking about like trauma being genetic or or, or trauma being a tradition. Me, uh, Kevin, Kevin Allen, like y'all know, that's my nigga. We have these conversations, and it was like, yo, really, as Black Americans, one of the one of the only traditions we really have collectively across, you know, the subgenres of of Black Americans, and and if how how it how class can sort of divide us is trauma. Like that's the one universal tradition that we share across the board is like how trauma can be passed down, whether it be from verbal abuse, physical abuse, and then it's like, um, what's the what's the what's the yay song at the end of 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 yay with Nick where he has Nikki come on the end, um, violent crimes, gee the, the the his like I I get that niggas are are fed up and don't want to hear what that nigga has to say, but that's one of the one of the illest songs from the perspective of. A black man raised in hip hop that now has a daughter. I remember Ye getting killed for that shit when that song came out because he just like, yo, niggas wanted to be niggas really wanted to be pimps and shit till we have daughters like that. Like like you you don't like and then and then people like yeah it, sh- it shouldn't have took you to have a daughter to figure that shit but it did. We were raised like be especially being raised in like the gangster rap era hip hop like it's not to displace blame but that shit that shit sounded fly initially like. And and it but it was nothing but trauma being passed down. So it's like now to watch hip hip hop grow up, and 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 turn fifth or shit just forty forty five they hip forty two, forty two. But then some of our some of our like legends who were seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty six when they came in now be forty five, forty forty five, and and Hov gonna be fifty soon. Is like is a really really big deal to see the spectrum and the maturation and like the understanding and the in the the movement away from the ignorance we were we were lifting up at one time. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and and physical abuse is is white well in the realms of that too. It's like we 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 owe each other enough to really really have a conversation and to differ and to help protect and develop these spaces of being different and, and having different um means of of needing to learn like you you may be you may be visual i'm auditory what have you but just to just to generalize everything and then to 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 have corporal punishment because we've generalized how people are supposed to behave learn and conduct themselves especially little fucking kids is crazy to me and I can't. I'm. I refuse to apologize and like, and be on that shit. We'll have. We'll have a kid first and see how you react. Nah, my nigga. Like, I, I'm. I'm sorry. I just. I want. I would like to set the tone and hold myself to a different standard so that when the day does come, I'm. I'm held accountable and responsible for doing the work, remaining patient, and working on myself as a means to not fucking abuse somebody else because my shit ain't figured out. You know. Um, that sounds. That sounds really harsh. Most definitely, that shit. That shit trickles to the like to the decisions that you make before you even have a child, bro. Like this, that shit is that shit is continuous. So yeah. I mean, whatever way you can get that shit out, get it out, but don't get it out on 
on the child, bro. They don't need that shit. Yeah. Cause that, because that goes a long way, like you were saying. Like, it ends up being something where they literally take that on to when they grow up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they, that's, that's, how, that's how they get their, you know, get their... Uh, Get their feelings off is through physical form you know what i'm saying so shit like that bro you just gotta at some point you gotta stop it well yeah uh, yeah yeah he said i i the daughter does something i whoop her ass and she moving with him and he then he whoop her ass and then it does it happens all over again you know that hereditary man hereditary that, yeah that imagery of your father beating the shit out of you is is how we end up in these abusive relationships and, and, and they don't that even don't have to be physical just people talking to you crazy you can you can you can develop a love language of people saying the most diminishing demeaning shit to you and we we just got to do we got to do better um Speaking of that, man, we are officially seeing <coughs> the offspring of what that does to oh, the shit. next the next group. Oh shit! So don't, seeing, don't you do I'm it! Seeing, don't you do I'm it! Seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot now. What are you saying, G? What are you I'm saying? saying report. Shit. Give us a report from the streets. Hey this is, man! Oh, wait, 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 wait. We gotta. We in, hey, any producers out there? Anybody want to write us a battered men's corner theme music? Here we will drop it here. This is the this is the battered men's corner. Ready go, <laughs> ready go, man. What I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, it, what I'm seeing out here is literally there has been a role switch, which is all right. Role switches. This is me. It's basically that a lot of these young ladies, man, they didn't took the role of uh, that that male figure that hmm. happened to be, you know, had was a little off upstairs or had a different type of mentality where literally you have, you have your, you have your mother or you have like an auntie or you have somebody that went through some wild ass shit, yeah. which, which hardened you as an individual. Yep. And if you didn't have like the male figures in the household, then that could easily change the landscape for these young males. Hmm. So now you see the role switch where these young ladies are hardcore and these young males don't know what to do. They can't, they, you know what I mean? They, st- yeah, women are still, they're still holding, they're still holding the keys by, by what they, what they have, you know what I'm saying? So if they still hold the keys and these young men don't know what, what don't know what to do, don't know how to conduct themselves, nigga, you will get turned out. It's a war going on outside. It's no a, man it's is a safe. War going on outside, boy. <laughs> oh shit! It's it's funny. Y'all it's losing, funny. Boy. Y'all it's, are losing. Yo, it's Let's funny. Fight. It's funny, but it's such a real thing. And it, and and I and and I I wonder how people are engaging in these conversations where it's like, yo. Hot Girl Summer revealed a whole hell of a lot. A whole lot. <laughs> and a not whole even lot. And not even on no crazy shit where it's like, yo, women women are, you know, women are are on no bullshit or doing anything wrong or men are on bullshit doing anything nah, wrong. No, they're, they're taking I'm, they're taking the natural step in progression. Exactly, so what they're doing yeah. is is that they're literally taking back ownership of themselves, yeah. their bodies, their minds, stuff yeah. like that, which is beautiful. Yeah. But it's, it's it's saying so much about the young men and just men in general mm-hmm. that they feel threatened by that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that changed. That that's what the landscape changed. Yeah. Was it? It really pulled a lot of cards. A lot of like a lot. There was a lot of cards that you realized that that entire that entire phase where y'all where it was where there was a lot of advantage being taken. It was because it was a lot of praying going on on whether it was young minds. We see that still right now. Yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, 
whether it's young minds or if it's just weakened minds yeah. by the by the stages. Yeah. But if, the, if that starts to change, then you start to see that oh, y'all really weren't built for this in the be- like to begin 100%. with. One hundred percent. So that card has been pulled yeah. because that shit just got reciprocated. Like that literally just got passed down that you weren't prepared. Like they weren't prepared. You know what I mean? Like your 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 uh your male figure probably wasn't prepared. Exactly. You know what I'm mean? saying? But but they came across as being prepared. Yeah. But now we got the offspring where it's really getting wild, you yeah. know. So I mean, it's impressive to watch, man. Yeah, it's if you just on some observational shit, watching the watching the interaction and the engagement. Little case study. Yeah, between between men and women, uh, between the ages of like twenty one and thirty five, is like it's a it's a it's a reality show in itself, you know. From man. the you know from the dating apps to to just the interaction when it ha- when it is face to face and personal and being in the same space and and how you engage and then you know once the once the honeymoon phase is out the way or the the lust is sort of run out and there's any and there's any sort of like conflict or adversity then how like every everyone's sort of wire wi- wiring is exposed and we can get a bro, we can bro, get a good feel of how bro, somebody bro. was raised or what they what bro. they observed growing up you know that that is that age group. So that's the twenty one to thirty five. <laughs> you get younger than that. Oh my god! Reaching, there, there is no reaching no no Lester honeymoon phase. Yeah. It's literally, bro. You look like somebody that I can match up with to level up. Yeah. And they not gonna know how to take that, bro. Like yeah. you gonna think that you really try to build some shit. Yeah. And motherfucker just got leveled up on and moved over from. Bro, you that's you a lick. You a lick. Everybody's a lick. You are a lick, a walking lick. Yeah. Be prepared. I, man, that god damn it, walking lick. Don't don't you don't be don't be no don't be a lick. Also, <laughs> also don't, don't tell somebody beforehand that they about to be a lick and then they just gotta take you because, because, because you really want it. You know what I mean? Because it's it's still gonna be a perception. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this, it's still perception wise. So it's still the double standard of like what you can pull off and. Uh, this is what you got. This is what you're doing with that yeah. stuff like that. But if that other mental is do- saying and doing the exact same thing to her- to their people, then therefore, what is your perception? Don't, don't be a lick. Don't be a lick, man. <laughs> oh shit, man! I a walking one though. Like man, literally, I just cho- I chose you. Remember what, that. Whatever happened to the good old subliminal away message, man? Like. <laughs> I missed I missed those days. Deep 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 poetry money cleaned up in those days. I could leave Ooh. I could leave an away message that was so subliminal. Ooh. That should be for three or four chicks, G. <laughs> yeah, the 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 away message is definitely a a, a staple in time, man. Yeah, man. Now now I don't, I don't, I don't know. It ain't it ain't safe outside. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. I was talk. I was talking to. I, I, she she won't mind. I was talking to Shay, our cousin, okay. our cousin, and, and and we always have these. She it's so funny. It's so funny because, like you know what? I realized that when she was doing it, I feel like I feel like all y'all kind of do it. Not you as much, but every everybody else in the family for sure. Like when it's some when it's some deep shit that you kind of need. You kind of need like the you need the opposite of what your instincts are telling you to do. I'm the nigga to call. So, <laughs> so 
So she called me. She's and, and then the second I started talking, she's like, I don't know why I called your ass. Like this, <laughs> this ain't the energy I need right now. I need you, I need you to be as fired up as me. And I'm like, because you know you can't do that. But All right. the whole dialogue was about being burned by a friend in a in a oh. in a real hurtful ass way. And yeah, yeah. we worked through hella different things and then ultimately arrived at a space of like, yo, do inventory on your relationship. How many times or how many separate isolated incidents where you 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 uh, mark those in your brain as like, oh, fuck, she moved different or or this relationship isn't equal. What I'm giving isn't being reciprocated like you could really do that. So then we start talking about like, yo, at what point are we culpable for being burned by people? Right. Because I think about it like this is like the, the people you love do the most damage. Uh, right like the when the when the when the when the my favorite one of my favorite analogies and i don't remember who said it but it was like yo when the mafia sends for somebody to to knock them off they don't get no out-of-towners they don't they don't do nothing nigga they turn somebody in your organization because that's who can get closest to you when your guard is down right and i and 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 it's it's a metaphor for life for me where I'm, I'm really, really mindful of even if it's family or someone that I do love to be really careful, careful and filter the information or what or what may or may not be being projected towards me. Right. And and as again, back to our not taking it personal shit. So we, right. there's a lot there's a lot of fucking work to do. And so I'm like, yo, when, at what point is being burned by somebody that's close to you? Where at what point are you culpable for that shit? uh i think you i think you are period bro like i think but i but also you like kind of learn hopefully uh you you get you get those lessons early you know i'm saying like early enough yeah where, where you can pick up and read those type of things because it as messed up as it is like i would love for people to be able to go through their entire lifetime like entire timeline and be completely um like I don't know if it's I'm not exactly oblivious, but uh, naive to the fact if you're able to, you know what I'm saying? If you're able to go through your entire timeline and be not Unsca- uh, unscathed, unscathed, which you're not yeah. with naivety, then bro, that is fucking amazing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like that's not the case. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you catch you catch one of those burns, but now it's a it's like the fool me once, shame on shame on shame on me. You know what I mean? Fool me twice, now shame on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's like. It's kind of like, kind of like how that how that moves, you know. Like you should, if you pick up on that shit early, if you catch one of those early, then that should be like how you move from there on out. Hmm. Like every, everybody should go through that exact same deal, and it's not like a. I don't know how many folks is supposed to actually be inside of your inside of like your actual core. You know what I'm saying? But you should probably keep that small, and then everything else should be like. You know, like levels. It should be kind of like an onion type of deal. You know, there's layers, layers to it. Layers, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that people should reach to different levels. I mean, to different layers or whatever, depending on the type of situation that you put them. Well, you know what? Tell you the truth, just 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 fair game right here. If you if you put them up like in a certain type of situation and see how they react in it, that tells you that tells you a hell of a lot about that individual. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you gotta put motherfuckers in a certain situation and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like and and that's just that's just all GP. Like after that, like you you can see how you get to roll with them if they need to be at a distance or if they could be a little bit closer. But if you don't put motherfuckers in those type of situations in order to sink or swim, 
then y'all ain't really been through no shit. You know hmm. what I mean? Y'all ain't really seen what they can what they can actually be in high pressure situation. You have yeah. a zero clue. Yeah. So it's kind. Of, so you're definitely culpable in that in that in that def, in that uh, in that definition. I would say. Damn, no, nah, that's that's some that's real that's real game, you know. And it's just like you got you got to go through it, and I, and and it's and it's painful. But the, but what we what we ultimately uncovered, what, what cousin I uncovered, and I love love you, Shay. Um, love you. Uh, what we ultimately uncovered is that the, our reaction to it is is being hurt, right? And I like I'm not I can't even speak from a woman's perspective because it's like they're you know they 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 they. they they go through their filtering system for who they allow in and call best friend and bitch and all this shit. Like really how they fuck with you is like that love is so pure and so rich. It's like once you abuse that, there the the reaction is is solely from like the hurt and like you breaking through those layers. And not and, and for whatever reason when Shane and I were talking, I got some real clarity on you know, even relationships that I had had where either I abused the trust or I felt the trust was abused on my part or whatever. And it's like, oh, fuck, that that makes sense because of how hard it is to break through that layer, you know, Um, and her, you know, how angry she how fired up she was. She was so annoyed at me for going, oh, nigga, you just hurt. She's like, bro, get off my phone. Like, I'm not talking to you no more. Like right. I didn't, I didn't call for that energy. Nigga, I called for you to hype me up and tell me I could do it. Like, no, 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 no. It's just not how it's not how we move, you know. And it's in that bal. I feel like that balance is so important, um, even for me though, right? Because believe it or not, G, it's, it it is times that I need to have that opposite energy too. Where it's like, nah, fuck that. Press whoever. And for the life of me, I didn't, I don't, I don't think, I didn't think I would ever get there. But dog. I've been on straight bullshit the last few weeks, G. I got to I got to chill, chill. Like, <laughs> like it's it's get it's getting even it's getting out of hand. Not not another day before I left was like, yo, I don't know what the hell got into him, but he just like this short and it's not even it ain't even short. It ain't it ain't trying to push the line. It's just like the I've had I've had consi- a consistent heavy dose of conflict for the last like probably like three years, where yeah. it's just like. It's like it's like dog. You realize like how much liberation is on the other side of just getting that energy out, and it, and it is a healthy part of at least for from the male perspective. That testosterone shit is like real. Like just exercising that, just like bro, like who who the fuck you think you're talking to? You for know, because sure. you could like the the diplomacy is cool to keep the keep it cordial, but that energy is necessary. I don't know if you got to watch uh, Sir on the Breakfast Club, but uh, they were they, they were yeah they were introducing the show. And uh, and it uh, got it. Uh, Charlemagne introduced him as Sir Daryl, and I'm not. I'm, uh, Envy did, and I don't know if Envy was trying to be funny or not. But then Charlemagne saw the joke and ran with it. And before you know it, Sir was giving him that energy, like, "Nah, nigga, my grandma named me that, so there ain't gonna be no jokes." And just oh, and like stared at Charlemagne. It was like the most awkward five seconds on the show in a long time. Yeah. And Charlemagne was like, "Yo." Yo, let's start over. My bad. I didn't mean that by it, but it was like, and then Sir was immediately able to move on and yeah, have and, right and have right a have a great conversation. Like it wasn't, it wasn't no, it wasn't fighting war. It wasn't none of that. Just like no, nigga, I'm a man. This means something to me. You're not gonna disrespect it. But I'm and, and and I'm letting you know that right now, and I'm giving you that, and you can do whatever you want with it. But then here it is. And I was right. like, ah, that that dialogue's healthy. You know, 
that dialogue's healthy. And I think about completely, completely. I think I think about how how men communicate in in general, and you know the the world at, at large isn't really lending to a to a safe space to get that to get that shit out. Like, bro, like we got nigga, we got a problem because you can't you can't really you can't really shoot the ain't no such thing as shooting a fair one like that's just been dead. Um, I don't are kids fighting in school still? You say, are they fighting in school? Yeah, like you, you, do you get to have a fight on like recess and then like y'all be boys the rest like the rest of y'all lives? Like, does that shit happen still? Nah, I don't think you can Damn. get a fight in there. Nah, I don't think you can get that off and then. Uh, Damn. <laughs> and then there not be further issues. Can we? Do we overcorrect? Oh, for sure, left and right. Jeez. Left, 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 right, bro. Left, right. It's 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 not lending. It's it's not lending a healthy. Uh, like a left a healthy landscape you know what i'm saying if you can't get that energy off if people can't if you if you're able to just say whatever you want to say without the repercussions of it and you and the only like end all be all of your repercussions is death my nigga then yeah. bro like you know what i'm saying if there's no in between landscape then ain't shit about that healthy my nigga that means you still you still dealing with you still have your trauma nigga i still got mine my nigga so yeah. we we ain't really dealing with none of that shit. We all, all we doing is is fake showing like who's tougher by the fact that dang, I just had to kill you because my shit because my uh my feelings was hurt. Man, that shit that shit's crazy. Like to even to even you know like every everything's changing. We got we got access to it. I can't tell you I can't tell you my feelings is hurt. And whoever say something about my feelings, nigga, you'd be like my nigga that, that I just did. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So like that's that's true true told. So motherfuckers let that shit happen. Yeah. I can't say enough about, you know, the access to technology, access to, to information and moving forward, progressing, evolving. But then that that old that concept of overcorrecting. Um, have you seen the Chelsea Handler doc, documentary yet? Um, I saw she had one. I saw like the preview for it. I haven't got a chance to dip in. Uh, 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 white privilege. Um, I, I, I scoffed and rolled my eyes initially. Um, didn't did, wasn't really here for it. Uh, I saw her on Mara though. Like I saw, I saw the movement she'd been on though. Yeah, I and 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 me me too. And I and 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 my my initial my initial feelings were, um, I an, another another white person coming to inquire about their privilege in the the wrong like the wrong place. Like right, I I can't coach you through that, fam. Like that was a thought that I had in. It was so dope that the beginning of the documentary starts with students at USC checking their ass on it. Like, bro, you here? You about to make a whole documentary? You gonna profit off this shit? One, and then you and then you come in here to ask me about some shit that you need to be talking to your people about. Like, what? Do you, what? Like, I don't know. What right. the fuck to tell you. I was so proud of those students for for giving her that energy. All right. But ultimately, was really proud of. Chelsea and her process and who she decided to speak to, how she spoke to them, and and how the how the documentary played out. I was I, like, I I'm, I would be I remiss to be like, yo, I'm disappointed in the people that in the doc. Nah, it, it, obviously there were some characters and some interviews and some interactions that annoyed the fuck out of me, but that's to be expected in something like that. Um, right. Yeah, um, I, I, I say I saved that for sure. I have it have it on this on the save thing or whatever on my list or whatever. Yeah, check. I was I was meaning to watch it, but yeah, I I had that same mental that I had to get over. That I had to I still have to get over. Yeah. Um, just like the movement of 
like a lot like uh like when um when it, when Aziz was doing his stand up and just like the just talking with the white people and like just how they how they uh like it's it's, it's kind of like a guilt a guilty pleasure sort of yeah. sort of yeah that this is this is my blind spot and I need to speak for y'all uh, in in essence of like the the plight or the the problems that you guys are going through or whatever which is cool it's a good sentiment yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I, I guess the alt like what is the alternative uh, you continue to be oblivious uh, or oblivious or, to the, oblivious to your surroundings yeah. I'm not quite sure but even even in like even in like using your platform to uh speak up about certain things um it's it's really it's it's i, I don't know how much integrity you could possibly have when you've been oblivious for so long that's the part that kind of like throws me off yeah um like I, playing playing catch up right now uh, is like sort of it's it's it's, it's kind of like the reparations type of deal for me, where like literally, I don't even want y'all to acknowledge this shit no more. I want y'all to continue to be oblivious and leave me the fuck alone. At the, at this at this rate, you know, because it's like yeah, and now I'm, I got I got the title wrong. It's uh it's hello privilege. It's me. It's Chelsea's uh doc, um, and I don't I I, I, I uh, again Shay sent me that shit this morning. It was like yo check this out and I and I, and I hopped on it and it was like. And, and went through different emotions of like being all oh, this is cool, annoyed, uh, or trying to trying to understand the purpose of it. The worst thing she could have done though, and I'm probably I'm probably gonna ruin it for you, so I'm like hesitant to tell you. No, I, I feel like if I tell you, you're not gonna watch it. No, really I, I have to say, bro, that I'm going to get. No, to, no, no, no. If I tell if I if I tell you what I'm gonna tell you, I know you're not gonna watch it. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> okay. Oh, you said it. You promised. Okay. So yeah, I'm still gonna watch it. She starts the fucking documentary with talking to Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> Exa- exactly, exactly, nigga. Now tell me you still gonna watch it? I, like, I, I, know, I know Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish is like, both. <laughs> Gee, these, these are my black friends. I was like, I was, I was like, I was like, I was like Chelsea, like this is, this is, this is, this is it right here, like. These are the two last motherfuckers you should be talking to about this shit right now, to be honest with you. And it was like, and of course, like immediately Kevin started talking and I was like, bro, what, when did, when did I get so annoyed with Kevin Hart? Like, I, I feel bad. He's done done it twice. But then again, when you become that, Kevin Hart is removed, bro. Like as much as we don't want to say it, my nigga's removed. And I, and I'm here for like every step of his journey because it's, it's cool as hell to see a nigga ascend so much. You know what I mean? Like. Bruh has ascended to a whole other stratosphere, and, he, and he's pulled Tiffany Haddish uh, as, as a part of that as well. Well, she she did it on her own, but then he also gave her extra like extra but, like boost. You know, but what it's, I'm saying? it's, so, it's like, not it's not fair though. G like it's not fair. Like Fam didn't Fam couldn't even fully get his explanation out, and I was annoyed. And then and then <laughs> and then I kept thinking, I kept thinking in the back of my mind, Tiffany better not cry because then I'm really gonna be annoyed and. And I'm just like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, I, I got to stop. I got to work on whatever is in me that's got me not fucking with them as much as I do because I think they're both extremely talented. It's something that's it's it's some, it's me. It's not them. So if that if I, this shit ain't going to get back to them. But if it happens to it's like, hey, Kev, don't take it personal. Tiff, don't take it personal. I, I'm aware that it's some shit that I need to work out internally. That's got me not fucking with y'all the way I probably should be. Um, it's healthy. It's healthy. It's healthy. <laughs> um, 
what we got. I, I don't want to get too much further. I wish I would have started the show like this because it was it was near and dear to me for so many reasons. But the the broadest family, um, who we who the world knows is Snoop Dogg and his whole family. They they lost a grandchild uh, this this past week. Um, I, b- I believe the baby was born uh, premature. I, I don't I don't know what the details were, but the ba- the the baby lived for approximately nine days, I believe, um, and, and and didn't make it. So, uh, want to send prayers out to them. Uh, Snoop still holds a near dear in place to me as far as like an influential entertainer, MC, creative thinker, uh, person. Um, and his, and everything that he that he exhibits as far as family goes and and how he represents that and and then also you know my from 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 my from my mother to my godmother like having having sort of had that experience through them and what losing a child can mean I know people I know people people are different you know and that but that no one really talks about the PTSD and the trauma that comes with that and and um but having lived, you know, my 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 brother, my brother, my older brother, um, he would be shit. Y'all would be the same age, huh? Or I think a year older than you, one of the two. But um, my my mom, how my mom has progressed in in how her how her how she chose how initially she would mourn around his birthday and then eventually would pivot and like celebrate and and come to sort of mentor other young women that experienced other experience that experienced loss like that um is i've been really proud of her and her ascension in that regard um so i just i, I don't know I, I saw that story and, and immediately got emotional and wanted to send love to the broadest family uh yeah most definitely same same here love 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 in that direction that, that was crazy to see i, I didn't realize he had other children so I, that, that's that was crazy but yeah. um yeah no um love love that direction i know i know just from like from like uh moms and stuff like that where you know it's just you you never want to have something like that yeah. take place yeah. regardless of how long you have that regardless uh, exactly that, yeah regardless of how long you have that person in your life or whatever yeah. um it's still just a matter of it's you know living breathing somebody that you look forward to uh having um you know grow old you know what i'm saying so Absolutely. it's just it's just it's just the shit that that we gotta continuously have to deal with, and yeah. what go what goes through the the human mind is still fascinating, man. Just the things that you have to continuously take take along with you. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, impressive. Um, we uh, it was I I, it's, so we we've been, we we normally do really really good on uh not to not to pivot hella left. That was fast. My bad. Uh, <laughs> that was a really fast pivot. <laughs> Uh, but we normally do really well with uh, new music, and I kind of been hung up on the same shit since it's come out. Like, Sir Sir kind of stopped everything for me. Jadena sort of stopped everything for me. Um, at one point, uh, the Dreamville compilation when it came out, Earth Gang when they dropped, Earth Gang, Earth Gang fuck, Earth we didn't really get into Earth Gang. Earth Gang stopped everything for me because I was like. You you hit you hit me like yo you listened to it yet and I hadn't and then I had to, I had to drive up north and was was just blown away by the you know the 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 commitment and dedication to 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 fearlessness and being different and trying new things and and implementing uh, different sounds and and instruments and and 
and samples and voicings and 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 the features and like everything was just so flawlessly done to me i miss those days of i did i I hate to be those niggas that that harp on the like the golden era but the one thing that i i did miss is like this commitment to to the textures of 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 an album right and you know with with it being so accessible and it's sort of you just needing a laptop and a microphone there was less there was less incentive to 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 do that kind of shit and so now like conceptually like even the dreamville comp compilations is like that's a concept it's, it's a concept album regardless of you think about it or not it's a collection of songs but the the way they did the invite and in the, in the golden ticket shit is like that's concept conceptual it's something you com- you're committed to and you're in on before you even hear the music because of the rollout um or or its presentation same with same with uh when scissor drop control same when dot does anything it's so much there's so much looming around the music that allows us to be attached to it so earth gang did a really really good job of once you get into the music there's so much different shit happening that you're like whoa all right <laughs> i'm here yeah. i'm here and then now early on man <laughs> out the right out the gate right out the out gate the, out the gates but sync will say you're just like okay yeah. well i guess i gotta I got to take this all in as an <laughs> entire project. It is. It's such a beautiful thing, and it's such a. It's. It's. It's a. It's a not. Not a lost art because I feel like so many people are doing it. Uh, Khadija, Khadija Bonet. I'm. I might be late to the party on her for show for show. Um, she's fucking amazing. Like, listen to that record last night, Gene. I just kind of just laid there in in awe again because the texture right mm-hmm. um the texture and the attention and detail and it's like hey come on this journey with me i'm giving you a piece of me and uh sir sir was saying that in his interview too just like he 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 turned and say he's similar thing that q was saying it's like yo we turn before y'all get the album i've already turned in two or three albums to top in them and them niggas are straight up like nah this ain't it g go back right and like damn nigga like but it, it it it's a it, I'm glad that labels like that exist still because it's 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 a it's an ode and a nod to like to the Motown days where it's just like I was telling somebody about that the other day it was like yo Mar- Marvin walked in there ready to be Marvin Gaye right away Barry Gordy and them made that nigga be a fucking studio assistant first though right and people may not see the benefit of that may call it may define it as something, but it's something to be said about paying your dues and really respecting the process of the shit. And 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 really bro, going, and, going back to nepotism, bro. Man. Start starting being a janitor. Man. Like starting at the bottom, seeing how to work see how it works, you know you, what I'm saying? And really, really hone in on your craft and have your opportunity. See motherfuckers is actually doing well before yeah. you even take off too. Yeah. Where, where that competition gets built. Yeah, like, like they, if your shit ain't like his or your shit ain't better than his, <laughs> then my nigga, you ain't coming out. And that, man, if, you, if you got a dot nigga to look at, like nigga, my shit ain't better than his. What you mean, my shit ain't better than his? Gee, that's what Sir was saying. He was like, "Yo, we're doing the Champions Tour, and we get to the tour, and he's like, nigga, from Soul come out, Rock come out, Scissor come out, Dot come out, and they, and and." Uh, and then Zach, he's like Zach, Zach. So Zach would open first, then it'd be Sir, then sold, and, and then to work their way up. But he's just like, God damn, I got work to do. And he was like, it really, he really got in his like emotional sort of bag of like 
where his confidence took a hit a little bit. And I can't tell you enough how important that shit is as not even just a creative, but as a man, right? Like I, I feel, I feel so blessed because my, my immediate crew, like my, before, before I go outside and fuck with some people that ain't blood, my immediate crew are doing so many great things that I really, really feel like I got to hold up my end of the bargain. Like I, that's, that's been the coolest part about, uh, <laughs> you know people keep giving me shit but living with my sister now is like the cool the coolest part about that shit is like she works like her, she works her ass off yo and so i'm like every day i'm like nigga this she don't stop i can't stop you know and so there's this and i'm hella competitive and i know that about myself and it's so it's healthy because i'm just like i'm looking i'm like okay if such and such is doing, if L doing this, man, I got to step it up. If Poe doing this, I got to step it up. If Nana's doing this, I really got to step it up. And then getting closer to Shay, Shay's on her shit. And just like, yo, this is really dope. I my my youngest sister is probably one of my greatest inspirations because she just works her ass off. My right. dad, my dad, my my dad and everything he's gone through has been such an inspiration these last few weeks. It's like, yo, I, I'm really, I feel really, really fucking fortunate in that regard, I don't know how we got all the way over there from from music. Um, but new in 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 the vein of new music, I listened to the baby. Did you? I definitely did. Well, um, prior to listening to Kirk, where were you? Where did you stand on the baby? Uh, I was fucking with it. I was fucking with the baby just from how the you could you can hear the independence in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the just from how the music was presented, uh-huh. uh, kind of it kind of sounded like it wasn't completely mastered. I don't know if you hear it that way. I, I, I okay. Good. I'm look at look at you. Look at you. Buddy, G. Look at hey you. man, you know for a person that don't, don't be in the studio like that, you know what I'm saying? I just want to act like I do something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! No, but that but that edge to it, I fuck with it because you can tell that bro been grinding, bro. Yeah. Like it, 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 like because you can tell like when somebody get the when somebody get the button push, whether whether the public does it or there's some interior work is happening, whatever takes place. But when that button gets pushed, are you prepared? for Are you it? prepared? You know and and, yeah. and the baby was prepared for that. Yeah, absolutely, like, absolutely. You, know, you can tell that there was a lot that that he was doing that wasn't hitting. That when this time when this time hit, like he's not he's not missing a beat on like nigga, I'm about to put my foot on this motherfucker now, yep. you know what I'm saying? And I can I, I can only be I always fuck with that day just because the fact that folks folks were trying to press him when he first came out, like yeah. he wasn't like my nigga wasn't a one out here. So exactly. the, so that from there on, man, I was like, yeah, I gotta hear what my man talking about. Yeah, no, I um like still still. I was late, late to the party. Like I, his ascension, everything, paying attention, but the music, like any, any of the mixtapes, the the debut album, I didn't really, I didn't go grab and listen to. I would just hear it in different spaces. I'd be like, yo, this shit jamming. But then Kirk, because of the buzz, it's kind of it would be negligent on my part to not go listen. So, all right, I went, went, and got it and listened, and then immediately was put in that mindset of the No Limit days. Um, and I don't, I don't, and, and, and as soon as I didn't know why until you just said you can hear the independence in it. And as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that's why it reminded me of No Limit because it's, it's unique and specific to him. Like it don't sound like nothing else. Right. And, um, I think part of me assumed or imagined that it would sound like everything else. No, even in and that's, that's an Interscope major release. Even as an Interscope major release, they didn't make him go get, 
no no hit maker single, no single from who whoever. No, he got to make some shit that he probably would have made would have made with or without a major. And right. I, that that's that's important to me, I guess. And, and yeah. not, I guess I I know on, for a lot of reasons is because a lot of times the, the second you sign with a major, especially a major like Interscope, they're forcing an Eminem track on you. They're forcing these things. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, fam, this is what got me here. This is why y'all signed me. Step the fuck back and right. let me do this. And and that's what jumped off a Kirk for me. Um, I don't know if I'll go back to it. I don't, I, I, I don't, I imagine I won't actually. Um, nothing, nothing resonated enough, uh, for me to go back, but I was, I was impressed by how he was able to just do him. So salute to the baby and his whole staff that he's building and, and just, and just taking over one, one notch at a time. It's, it's, it's impressive. And then if you, if you're trying to be on your independent grind, it's, that's definitely someone to look at. Granted, it's not independent anymore, uh, but there is an, an era or, or there's an era of independence that surrounds him, but it's def he's definitely a part of the machine now. Most um, definitely. So um and then we got a young MA sighting and you said you actually listened. I I'm a piece of shit and I didn't. So you gotta take the reins on this one. Oh no, I'll definitely listen. I, I listen to Young MA. Uh first I mean I watched the I watched the Breakfast uh, Breakfast Club interview or whatever. How how what how was she? Did she sound clear? Very clear. Okay. Very clear. Yeah, no, nah, she was, uh, I mean, very, very clear, very uh, direct in, like, her message or whatever. So, like, she, you can tell, like, it's been a little minute uh, that she's, work, she's been working on this particular project uh, with doing hella other shit at the exact same time. So, like, it probably take a, it took a lot longer than they would have liked as a label or whatever. Yeah. But uh, the cool thing, though, and what you hear in the music is just that, I mean, it was it was polished, it was finished, and and you can you can never take away from Young and May the fact that she be rapping her ass off, bro. Like, that, from my from my perspective, I think she be, I think she she's definitely nice with the with the rapping portion of it portion of it first, and it just comes down to like her music being completely different from what any other wave of the women side. Would ah, be. okay. And like her shit is all built off of. Um, like freestyle type of bass music where it's not it's not really going to be hella production, you know what I mean? Where they, they, they did put a lot of production on this, on this particular album, but it's not going to be production heavy. It's literally going to be a lot of, it's going to be barring you to death, um, talking a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of male bravado in like a, in like a woman, you know what I'm saying? So like it, it, it's, I guess a woman's bravado, bravado sound, too. Sound like, sound like some New York shit basically. Most definitely, yeah. most definitely. I mean, but it's I, I can appreciate it because I don't really listen to a lot of or like a lot of New York music. To tell yeah. you the truth, like I, that's not really like my thing. Exactly. Uh, but I but I rock with like what she what she be doing. So it's it's, it's smooth though. Well, that makes that make that's good. Then so would you would you say her interview helped? Would you would you have listened to the album without the interview? You think? I don't know. I was about to listen to it anyway. Okay. I was about to listen to it anyway, but it was just cool to to hear uh, to to listen to the interview or whatever, just to see the interview or whatever. But I was about to listen to it anyway. Okay. Uh, just just for a one one way through and see what see what it is, you know, just just to be curious on the fact. But I've always like I, I like like the freestyles that she dropped. You know what I mean? Like I thought that she had her own sound that she yeah. was so I could I could at least rock with that part. 
Yeah, man. I um, I, I'm gonna I'm give. I'm gonna listen to it. I um. But the cool thing about Young and May though, she's for sure like one of the niggas though. <laughs> like real, like real life, bro. Like I, like she, she, like the. You you could you could tell she's one of the niggas though. That's. I was about to say that's dope. I, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> bet, bet. I think I don't know what to say, man. No, what? <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna check it out just because, uh, you know, I, I, I respect the the idea that she had a song as big as she did, and her whole fight with the label was like, yeah, but I'm not ready. Um. It's one. It's one thing to have to catch a to catch a a Bodak Yellow, and then the label res, like one hundred percent like take all the resources and put them towards you. Like that's what happened. Like they caught Bodak Yellow, and all the resources had to go to Cardi. So if anybody in the building had a hit, like I, I, maybe people don't know how this shit works, right? So track tracks with the beat and um either the hook itself or the melody for a hook and the melody for the verses are floating around for months, sometimes years and go through five or six different artists before it finds a home with the, with the particular version with somebody, perhaps the public doesn't know that, but Hey, here to tell you. So what can happen at a time is like, if you're especially on, especially if you're on the same label, have the same management team, uh, the same PR person what have you if you share it and it's like hey cardi caught one i need whatever hit you sitting on and sometimes hits get taken from people and i I, that's somebody needs to do a whole series and a whole book or podcast about that shit because i'm curious i'm curious to know not just with cardi but people in fucking y'all know how much i love hove Hearing um hearing that story about uh can I get a the, the shit that was on the on the rush hour soundtrack that uh-huh. that that jumped off um volume two for Hove. Like uh-huh. yo, they took that shit from Rule. Like that was Rule's song. That was Ja Rule's song. The hook the hook was done, Rule had a verse on it, and they kept that nigga verse on it out of respect, but they took Def Jam Def Jam took that shit for Jay. <laughs> You know, like that shit. How many, how many stories like that exist, right? You know, and so yeah. I was, so back to back to Young and May was like, it's really cool. Um, she was like, she she caught ooh, and and from a business standpoint, they should have they should have forced some shit. But when you have a record that big, the pressure to to re, to capture it or to have another single on the album do what that did is just it's too much. And it's, I think it's the first time we've heard we've had an artist openly say, "Nah, I wasn't ready," and then take a step back. You know, um, that that was the cool part, at least from the interview part, and the where the where I could connect on. You know, what I'm saying it's just a matter of like that step back. Yeah, you know, because I mean? if you if you consider yourself as like a self healer in a way, which is what she was talking about, uh, what tends to happen is that if you're a self healer, then you you decide to take step back so when things, when things might be at its peak. Yeah. And motherfucker be like, where the fuck did this motherfucker why, go? Why would, you, why would you do that why, right why now? Would you do it, why would you do it now? You know what I'm saying? But it's really a matter of, nigga, I have to I have to. I got to go work on me. Yeah, I got to recalibrate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's I got to recalibrate. Like, wow, yeah. That's, that's, not how, that's not how I move, so don't allow, like, I'm not about to allow myself 
to move different from what's what what I use what I would do. Exactly. You know and that's a matter of other motherfuckers jumping on board. And like you, you can get off course with motherfuckers thinking that they know you more than you know you, and then all of a sudden now you doing shit that's out, outside of your character uh, in order to just re like keep recapturing the exact same buzz from motherfuckers that wasn't there to begin with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not your that's not your um like your base. And now you out here catering to motherfuckers that ain't even a part of your base. That's that's here. That's gonna be finicky anyway. Exactly. You know so that's 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 where the motherfuckers get fucked up. And they were just smooth. Actually, like, motherfucker just took a, just took a step back. Did some other shit. Did some other shit that you wanted to do or you like to do. And then uh, then we were still just dropping shit where you felt where you felt like you should drop shit. Yeah. Like, that's that's the beauty of. If you're gonna be truly independent in this shit, yeah. it's just a matter of nigga making your own decisions. And if you if it's if it's a bad decision, then you you live on your morals that affect that nigga. But I made the fucking decision. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, that's man. Salute, salute to Ma Young Ma, all her team. Is she is she Def Jam? Who is she signed to? I was zero cool. Fuck, man. I wish I, I wish I knew. I don't like offhand. I can't think of it. Maybe is it Def Jam? Uh. I don't know. We'll fit. We'll figure it out. Uh, I wanted to. Um, who was it? who? We talked about Ma. Oh, uh, last last week. So I was giving a shout out to uh, to podcasts like podcasts that inspired you know that, that initially inspired me and and that I really 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 like look up to and hella respect their model right um, of of what of how they moved and how they sort of navigated the space that was like like the wild wild west initially because there was there wasn't really any any making or any any blueprint on how to do this shit it just it just it just it just is what it, it just was it just formed into be this thing right uh-huh. and uh one of those shows is is one up um with with peter rosenberg from hot 97 and and cypher sounds like that that is that that's one of the OG shows of and podcasts that did crazy numbers that had the best interviews and some of the most some of the first moments to go viral for podcasts and interactions with people that were a little testy, a little heated, where some some stories and some information and shit got revealed that was like, yo, should we be saying this shit on air? You know, uh want Juan, Juan Epp. Uh was the was the first show to be on some of that shit, and then like I said, Combat Jack, what have you? But Juanette actually is co- is back. They went away and start doing a whole bunch of other shit. Rosenberg got popular within like sports radio with ESPN, and Sife was doing his comedy shit, so they took a step away from the show. But I think the both of them realized like their brands are dep- are so dependent upon that show for. The rap nerds and what they eventually evolved and could evolve it to, um, like the first time I heard I had heard the name Kendrick Lamar was on, was on that fucking show from Rosenberg. You know what I'm saying? Like, it when this was the early days, you know, and they were, and they were really on that shit of like telling these older stories. But Rosenberg really was doing a great job of breaking new acts. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand why something like that would go away. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that Juan Epp is back. With a bunch of new episodes and they're gonna be weekly and um anybody that fucks with us and them niggas don't need a shout out their 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 platform is massive but um to really understand and get some context of what we do here from from my point of view the Juan Epp is one of those shows that inspired me early I was listening to that show in college on the 
on the first iPhone, you know, when, when niggas really didn't know why the fuck your phone came with a podcast app. It's like my, <laughs> my dumb ass was walking around listening to that shit, like, like geeking the fuck out behind it too, you know? Um, so welcome back. The OGs of the game, uh, Peter Rosenberg and Cypher Sounds. Um, I hope, I hope that the essence in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the, what the show was built on is still there. Uh, I haven't listened to the first episode yet. I, I, I plan to on my ride back home from Portland. So, yeah, man. Um, wanted to say that. Um, uh, only sports we had was LaMelo, talking about LaMelo. Um, looks like LeVar was right. So, <laughs> Hey, man. Nobody should ever, ever listen to anybody ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Because, bro, it's just funny as hell. Like, this is a whole different time hmm. where, like, literally, my nigga, you can be you can be put on just off the fact that you are popular. Yeah. Like, bro, like bro's popularity literally put him into the conversation, regardless of what the actual talent is. Okay, yeah. his talent could be whatever. Yeah. But it's just a matter of you. You tried to write him off, but he got more popular than trying to write him trying off. Trying to write him off. Yeah. In the there's process, you trying to write him. More him conversation off. Yeah. around that name than anybody else's name. Therefore, he will be in the conversation in the top five. Exactly. Yeah, that's that, it. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's all. That's all I got. It's, <laughs> He's like, no, that's that's, that's that's all I got, <laughs> bro. It's just it just it's just funny as hell to me, bro. It's funny as hell to me. Just the times that we're in, where literally there nobody 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 should not be trying to do like their damn uh like their their individual branding, like just brand the fuck out of yourself because nigga, that it 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 covers everything else, literally. Well, I I wasn't I fully wasn't going to talk about how annoyed. I am at two white people in sports sitting down discussing um the business side of of the of these of these leagues right at NFL predominantly the NFL and NBA um but I, the Bill Bill Simmons and it probably sounds like I hate that man but I'm such a, I'm such a big fan of of Bill his writing normally and and what he's built with when he when he was doing um when he was at ESPN and then eventually had to had to start over and do uh Bill, Bill Simmons or whatever whatever the platform is now but he he had built a platform he did it in conjunction with ESPN lost it when he when he left ESPN and then had to start all over so was hell a big fan of that but hearing him discuss um the inner workings and the business side of sports and then he had flee from the red hot chili peppers on his show this week and I'm a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, but was ultimately annoyed at hearing them two motherfuckers discuss shit because they don't like they they're they're so oblivious to the access and the privilege that they're that they're speaking with when they talk when they talk about these things. It's like and they they talk they start talking about LeBron. They start talking about all the oh man, the league's gonna change forever. The fans are gonna suffer because these players are holding the league hostage and demanding to be traded. It's like shut the fuck up. It's 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 so it's so annoying. Like I, I don't I didn't I don't even know why I'm so annoyed by it. But in sports radio in general, I want to I want to I want to know do they have they calculated the fact of the shit that they cover and why they cover it? And like, 
what it is that they stand to gain from covering certain shit. So it's like, oh, we want LeVar to go away. We want him to be quiet. But you guys covered him every which way. It was the same. LeVar's ascension had was a, was a similar. And this is this. I'm not I'm not just pulling shit on my ass. These are like somebody did the numbers on this. If I can find it, I'll put it in the description. But somebody did the numbers on the free marketing that LeVar was able to generate off getting on these shows and talking nuts because they had him on one show. And then they had him on first take, and then and then fucking uninterrupted had to have him, and then after uninterrupted had to have him. Jason Whitlock had to have him. After Jason Whitlock had to have him, Colin Coward had to have him, and they created these viral moments, and everybody wanted to create these viral moments as a means to help grow their thing, and that's the same same reason why that fucktard is sitting in the office right now is like everybody wanted to have a moment, so they covered it. Like bro, ESPN went to ESPN went to Lithuania. When thank, his sons were out thank there. Thank you. And it's like but they had an ESPN sector in Lithuania. But those but those those are where your white liberals are that were the saddest that he was in office. We just don't understand how it happened. Motherfucker, you covered it every time all the time. Like so p- pick one. There's a there's there there are great stories and and I and personally I think the ball story is a great thing. Like you can't tell me shit about Lavar. I think he, I think what he did was a great thing. Personally, I don't have no beef with anything. Even him and my- the ball the ball story is dope. It's just a matter of like what comes from it. So like the 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 tree branches that come from the Lavar tree. So it's not just gonna be like Lamar, like Lavar, like it's gonna literally be a bunch of families that are gonna be trying to use the exact same blueprint, which is fine. Uh, but it might it, it might fuck up it might fuck up a few things, but it is what it is. Yeah, I I, I imagine I imagine it will be. Um, the market will again the market will overcorrect itself and won't let a bunch of them in. But it it was it was it's it's genius. Like I I can't knock the genius of it. Even with the even with the Trump shit, like I'm sitting back watching it, and I'm like, "Yo, fam, you 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 covering it is giving like they it's it's something silly. Like he generated five hundred million dollars in free marketing. Like if it it in and um Coach K from QC, uh, the the label that has Cardi, fucking Migos, Lil Baby, all you all our favorite acts right now." Got at the at the Revolt Summit talked about how expensive it is to get your radio played on a song, or um, get your song played on the radio. You, know, you we aren't hearing these shit for free on. It's not on. It's not by accident. Certain songs are in rotation all day long. Payola is real, y'all. Coach K just oh. told us it's two hundred thousand dollars to get your song played on the radio. Don't be oh. mistaken by that. There's radio departments at every level. Most definitely, marketing dollars make this shit go around and around and around the shit that you see the most isn't by accident so if a donald trump and his organization can in in his in his team can generate 500 million dollars in free fucking marketing i'm sorry we got to look at that as some genius shit we just do yeah for that um Great. <laughs> I, I ain't got nothing to add, bro, because that's, that, that's, that's truth, man. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's genius within it. And you can try you can try to, you know, what, what happens is that the public tends to latch on to, like, somebody that comes across as them or yeah. stupid or something like that. When truth be told, like, you can start you can start off not knowledgeable, just not really knowing what the fuck is happening. But it's, it's the fact that she went out on a limb to do it. Yeah. 
But before long, you're going to catch on to like, you don't have to be overly smart in order to do some of this shit. Like, it's just a matter of, nigga, like, you just have to get that opportunity. You know what I mean? If the opportunity presents itself, you just got to run with that shit. So it's not it's not a matter of the brain. Like, the brain grows, man, as you realize that, you know, you can get away with this, do this, do that. And it and you can you can see nigga, just how much that adds to your actual bottom line. Exactly. Nigga, that's 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 when that's when you grow you grow brains, my name. Yeah, <laughs> it might you, you might have started off dumb, but then you grew you grew brains quickly, and then you don't need much to do it. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's impressive is is niggas keeping it lit remote two weeks in a, in a row, man. Or what? I said two, two, we, us keeping it lit remotely two weeks in a row. I tell hey, you. man, you know, you know, when we we kind of picked up on it, you know what I'm saying? We're, <laughs> it's it's always good to be a studio, but, hey, re- remote remote is growing. It's yeah. growing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, we, if we're able to keep it lit, going remote, why not? Why not? Why um, not? We had well, our growing pains remote. Remotely. <laughs> um, I didn't have anything else on my end. G, did you have anything else? Uh, shit. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. Uh, some. I always say. I always say that. That's so weak to say. A, a big announcement coming next week. Shut up, nigga. It ain't no big. <laughs> Nobody give a shit. <laughs> but I got a big announcement coming next week. No, I'm fucking with you. Um, I, I want to. I want to thank all of our uh, listenership from uh, Apple Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Simplecast. Um, Castbox, like all like all the different platforms that people tune in weekly, it really really does mean a lot. I want to remind you all, depending on what your DSP is, to comment, rate, and subscribe. Do not be the hater that only gives us four stars. That I don't I don't understand that at all. Um, five stars or turn us the fuck off. I mean it because um, we're consistent. <laughs> But uh, nice. that's all I got, man. From reporting live from Meet the Brave, I'm up in Portland. I am Monty Draper. I am LG. And we'll see y'all next week. Love, love.